From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. There was a fatal fire early this morning in Toledo. ONN's Zainab Shaib reports. It took crews two minutes to get here. This fire happened around 329. But with us is Public Information Officer Private Sterling Ray. First crew on scene encountered heavy fire in the back of the structure. It's a two and a half story structure. There's multiple units in this, this building. There were reports of possible people trapped up to five people inside the home. Searches have found two victims in the structure that are now deceased. There is a... Uh, a third person that we're trying to account for at this point. Zainab Shaib in North Toledo. A Hardin County jury decided yesterday that Charles Castle is guilty of kidnapping, rape, and attempted murder after he took a young girl from her home, assaulted her, and left her for dead last November. ONN's Brittany Bailey was in the courtroom. Verdict, count one. We, the jury in this case, find the defendant, Charles Eugene Castle, guilty of kidnapping. After that first guilty verdict, we would hear 15 more. Charles Castle was found guilty on all 16 counts against him, including kidnapping, rape, and attempted murder. Now, when those verdicts were read, Castle stood in handcuffs in a protective vest. You may remember he was accused of taking a young girl from her home to his camper and then leaving her in the basement of an abandoned home. At some point, he strangled her, leaving her with brain damage and lingering injuries. I'm Brittany Bailey. The state has officially rested its case in the trial of Shantae Harden, the Ohio man facing multiple charges for acting as a funeral director without a license. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has more. Today's court session was short, with the prosecution and defense arguing charges and what's been presented through evidence and witnesses so far in this trial, from failing to file taxes to abuse of a corp. There's no indication he was doing anything other than carrying out the task he said he would perform. But abuse of corpse doesn't depend on a time limit. Abuse of corpse depends on what would outrage reasonable community sensibilities. Court will not go back into session until next Tuesday when the defense begins to present its case. I'm Amanda Fay. COVID hospitalizations are steadily increasing in Ohio. For the first time in months, hospitalizations have surpassed 1,000. ONN's Lindsay Mills has the story. John Palmer of the Ohio Hospital Association points to a similar steady incline at the same time one year ago. Right after the 4th of July last summer, hospitalizations increased. By the end of September, that wave peaked. Then COVID sent more Ohioans to the hospital weeks later. By the new year, the numbers climbed to a new record high. Palmer says communication remains constant between Ohio's different hospital zones. That network remains intact and utilized as we uh, see where where this new variant could take us uh, in the coming weeks. This new variant meaning the BA5 subvariant of Omicron. In Columbus, Lindsay Mills. The Ohio Democratic Party is calling on Republican Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost to resign. The call for resignation stems from Yost going to court and successfully lifting the stay placed on Ohio's heartbeat law, resulting in abortions beyond six weeks being illegal in Ohio. Democratic Party Chair Liz Walters says, Dave Yost is not fit for office. He is only punishing women and trampling on their freedoms, and he is directly attacking the victims he is charged with protecting. Walters also cites Yost's doubting of the story of the rape of a 10-year-old Ohio girl who became pregnant and had to go to Indiana for an abortion. 
The Indianapolis doctor who performed that 10-year-old's abortion took the first step yesterday towards suing Indiana's attorney general for defamation. Dr. Caitlin Bernard filed a tort claim notice over what she says are false statements Attorney General Todd Rokita has made about her and her work. A 27-year-old man was charged last week in Columbus with raping the girl, confirming the existence of a case that was initially met with skepticism by some news outlets and Republican politicians. A protest in Washington yesterday led to a number of high-profile arrests. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has details. Capitol Police arrest 35 people outside the Supreme Court during an abortion rights demonstration. Half of them were lawmakers. Police say 17 members of Congress were arrested after protesters chose to block the street. Police say they issued their three standard warning before beginning the arrest. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A conservative podcast host who has embraced former President Donald Trump's discredited claims that the 2020 election was stolen is now on the November ballot for Ohio Secretary of State. ONN's Dave James reports. Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose announced Monday that Tory Morris gathered more than the required 5,000 signatures to get on the ballot as an independent. She'll face LaRose and Democratic nominee Chelsea Clark this fall for the job of overseeing Ohio's elections. Morris initially sought to challenge LaRose in the May Republican primary, but failed to make that ballot. Her policy positions include returning to paper ballots and replacing all voting machines. Dave James, I went in news. The Ohio Supreme Court has ruled the congressional map used in the May primary election is unconstitutional. This will not impact the upcoming August or November elections. The state legislature has 30 days to draw a new map that would be used in 2024. The court ruled the map approved by the Ohio Redistricting Commission back in March unfairly benefits Republican candidates. November elections for Ohio representatives, Ohio senators, and Ohio U.S. representatives will all use those unconstitutional maps. In Washington, the CHIPS Act is one step closer to passing in Congress, and it's crucial for Intel's expansion in Ohio. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. The Senate overwhelmingly approved a procedural vote on the CHIPS Act, which would provide $52 billion in federal funding for semiconductor chips. Now, this act is what Intel's CEO says is needed to keep his business in America instead of overseas. Well, the next step is for an actual vote on the bill by the Senate. If passed, then it will go to the House. The president wants the bill on his desk by August. I'm Yolanda Harris. The CEO of University Hospitals in Cleveland says the COVID pandemic created many challenges, but also many opportunities. ONN's Monica Robbins has more. Dr. Cliff McGarrion took over University Hospitals in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. We have to create a culture of trust that we do everything we can beyond things we've ever done before to create an environment where people want to work here. We always have been one of the leaders in science and discovery. But we can't lose the opportunity to have this very rare once in a hundred year pandemic and not be the leaders in discovering new drugs and treatments. I'm Monica Robbins. With summer in full swing, motorcycle traffic is up significantly. ONN's Madeline Watkins has the story. Highway Patrol urges motorists to keep an extra eye on the road for motorcycles. Ohio doesn't require helmets unless you're under 18 or have less than one year of motorcycle experience. Sergeant Ryan Papura with the Ohio State Highway Patrol says sometimes out there on the road you do see a motorcyclist, you know, wearing flip flops, a t-shirt a pair of shorts. You know, we don't want that to end in tragedy where they fall off and they look back and they wish they would have had their protective gear on, their helmet on, which could have reduced their injuries or potentially saved their life. In downtown Toledo, Madeline Watkins. And there's a planned power outage scheduled for tomorrow morning in Finley. 
AEP Ohio is turning off the power in the downtown area starting at 5.30 in the morning. It should last for no more than an hour. The power company says this outage is to remove a mobile substation. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.